Good evening and welcome to Coffee Break Cinema. Tonight we are reviewing Zack Snyder's Justice League. Is it good? Is it not good? Is it any good? Do we waste our time? Anyway, over from me and now it's over to the man with the golden hair and the man with the golden ears, Kerwin and Nick. What do you have to say? <laughs> hello, 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 everybody. Welcome. Hi, it's me, Kerwin. Um, in case you're wondering, the, the new voice is our guest today, Daryl. We haven't replaced Nick. Not yet. And uh, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> and welcome, welcome. We're we're very excited to talk about this. Well, quite a momentous occasion that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Hello, Nick. How are you doing? I haven't heard from you in a while. What's happening, man? Not too much. Um, it's been a bit of a a bit of a break since our last review, which was Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen eighty four. But yeah, I think it's time for us to to get our stuff together and start to kick these off in a little bit more frequency. But I think like there's no better way to get back into the whole swing of things than with the, as you said, momentous occasion that is this um, four-hour-long Snyder Cut. <laughs> Absolutely. It is momentous in event and as well as length, uh, just like Lord of the Rings. You know, you have to sit down, plan your pee breaks, <laughs> make sure your popcorn is stocked. You need to focus. Uh, so, and thank you very much for having me. Uh, this is wonderful. I've been a lover of film my entire life. So I'm glad to die, get to talk to it, uh, talk about it with you guys and the general public. Thank you very much. What a wonderful event. Thank you. Awesome to have you, man. Um, on that on that subject of Wonder Woman 1984, just to save my reputation, upon second viewing of that film, I've decided not to defend that shit stain. Um, I've decided <laughs> to drop my score because I would, I know I will defend anything DC to my own detriment, but I'm dropping one Wonder Wonder Woman 1984 from seven patties out of ten Jenkins to four patties out of ten Jenkins. I can't. It's a, it's a kick one. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. Say how you really feel. Yeah. No, after watching it again, <laughs> no thanks. No thanks, guys. I don't want it. Thanks. <laughs> I've seen it only once. I would just like to know why was the reduction enacted? What, what did they fail? Uh, what didn't you like? The... What's changed? <laughs> uh, well, everything about it. I, the, the the sheer tonal shift from the first one is just it's too large. I don't mind it getting lighter and all of that, which is fine. I've got no 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 qualms with that. Just to get it a little bit more positive, it's I guess what's something that we needed at that time of the year and considering everything that's going on. But Jesus, that 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 mall scene with the bank with those robbers, those, those oh my! <laughs> when I saw that, then I knew uh, yeah we're 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 in for a rough ride here, and yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of it's, it's, the movie itself is very just. I don't know. It's just it's stupid, <laughs> if I can put it that way. <laughs> I, just, I, well, I can't. Yeah. The movie is set in the eighties. For it to be overblown and insipid and yeah. silly is set. No, in the but times. that's a, that's an excuse. Uh, you know, a lot of people say that. Yeah. Oh, we need to make it bright and funky, so let's set it in the eighties. And I'm like, nah, nah. I'm good. Uh, I'd still, uh, yeah, the light, uh, the light, the the writing. I don't know if I 
lazy. I, I, I know you have, have to suspend your belief in these movies generally, but I don't know, this one required a, a little too much from me, whereas the first one was just so heartfelt, so realistic, for a superhero movie, but I don't know. The characters were so so much better, and uh, yeah, they let me down. Patty Jenkins, you you hit it on the first one. You hit a home run for me, but the second one, you 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 tripped at the first base. <laughs> I also haven't seen it a second time, but I will also echo your sentiments in the fact that obviously I was by far the most positive out of the whole group that we went to see it with mm. i haven't dropped as low as you i would maybe yeah. say i've <laughs> dropped like one one rating okay because it's definitely not as good as the first one yeah um but i'll still say that i enjoy it overall it's still a good a good time for me even though i know it's not it's not the equal or superior film mm. i'm glad you get something good out of it man <laughs> uh, i also Enjoyed the first one. I thought it was set better in a setting that was more Diana, Prince of Themyscira. Mm. It's more an intriguing place. Mm. It's more picturesque, more beautiful in all the cases, you know. Um, so that sort of gripped you. You got the sense of sandals epic, yeah. which is always nice. Shoving it into the 80s maybe was a step too far. It was a bit sort of, you know the wrong thing in the wrong mm. place, custard with croutons <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but I must say, I loved Christian Wig. I thought she was fan-bloody-tastic. As the villain cheeser, I really enjoyed that performance. So I wasn't really watching that. Um, I enjoyed her. So I, that is my highlight. So I'll give it to Patty Jenkins, but they don't go to Patty Jenkins. They go to Christian <laughs> Wiig. So half of Patty Jenkins? I don't know. Well, yeah, my issue, my issues with Wonder Woman in that film, actually, Zack Snyder's Justice League fixes those issues that I have with her. But we'll get to that in the, in the positives of the film. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Cool. Anyway. Yeah, so speaking about, speaking about that, I think that <clears throat> there's no better person um, among us to take us through a brief sort of history of this journey that justice league has been on since the um 2017 version came out <laughs> then our own cohen because he has been a diehard fan and follower of all the details about this troubled sort of production <laughs> history and all of the campaigning that's ensued since the 2017 release to get this one out thanks so, man yeah take, take it away man <laughs> yeah I've, I've been a little bit of an activist like with the movement since it began because yeah, after Justice League, which I I, I gave it a, a lot of passes. I, I, at the time, I enjoyed it just because uh, the mere fact that the film got even got made with all the with all the issues in the background was a miracle. Uh, but now, in hindsight, after watching Zack Snyder's Justice League, uh, the Justice League, as it's been called now, can go. Uh, stick it where the sun don't shine sort of thing but anyway okay i'm going to try to be as succinct as possible regarding the the whole issues that this film faced in the past because i mean it it's been in every article about every video about it and i'm sure everybody's sick and tired of hearing it but it isn't it's it is an important part of of it so anyway uh zach snyder yeah director the 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 visionary behind the dceu started with man of steel then went to which uh did really well at the box office. Critically, it was a bit lukewarm. Then um, came Batman v Superman, which was like panned by the critics. 
look, the theatrical version is doggy doo doo kaka poof. Uh, but uh, the ultimate edition fixes a lot of the a lot of the stuff. But yeah, um, he we are on the internet. You can swear. <laughs> I try to keep it PG thirteen. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, before he had even finished. BVS, uh, yet they'd started work on Justice League. Uh, everything was, yeah, going okay until obviously the critics panned BVS, which then made Warner Brothers start getting like cold feet about his whole vision for the universe. Uh, so I think they already wanted him out sooner rather than later and were probably planning his exit. Then, un- uh, unfortunately, um, his daughter did, uh, Take her own life, which is uh, was the uh, final straw, I guess, for Zack Snyder. It was no longer worth it for him to to fight the studio tooth and nail for his own vision, and he had more important things to do: look after his family and deal with the grief and all of that around it, which is totally understandable. I really don't blame the man. Um, yeah, then Justice League comes out. It's a yeah, it's a uh, interesting piece. It's, a, <laughs> it's okay. It's a. It's, it's it's okay. It's, it's yeah. You polish your turd. Um, and it it's a meal made up of leftovers. Yes, really, it is. is. That. It's like a very poor meal made up of leftovers. Yeah, but you, you know, there's there's a bunch of rewrites in there that I'm like, what the hell? Why did you even rewrite it? Why did you spend the money on the actors, the the, the writing, the CGI, and all that to rewrite a scene that you really didn't have to? And then the the very awkward very awkward humor um the yeah the things like i mean like the flash falling onto gal gadot's boobs which was a body double that she because she refused to film the scene so yeah which yeah that's not the point yeah that's not the point (laughs) (laughs) anyway a a lot of things have come out about joss whedon on that set that uh not uh, great so he's basically been cancelled uh can i ask you a question about your perception of these two individuals um, so obviously you know what Joss Whedon's known for and Zack Snyder's don't you think their work is coloured also by the fact that one is being an arsehole and the one has suffered uh, very much so but I think Zack Snyder is was before all of the, the crap happened he's always been a really nice guy and respectful to his cast his cast has always had the best things to say about him and when you see him now in the interviews and you see the behind the scenes how he interacts with the cast, how generally happy the cast are just to be around him and how he, he I don't know, he, he, it's like a family. They, they just, he makes sure they're looked after and, um, the cast is treated fairly. And, uh, and then when you hear about the things that went on with just Whedon, which, yeah, which you can sort of start seeing the, the, the red flags in the MCU with how he handled female characters. Uh, and then in this case, uh, female characters and characters of color with uh, Ray Fisher, but that's Joss Whedon and Jeff Johns and uh, Warner Brothers problem. I don't really want to get into that. It's, uh, it's all alleged and all that. So yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of politics in the background that, that muddied this whole production, which is horrible and, and a shame. Um, but in saying all of that, I don't think Zack Snyder would have ever gotten the opportunity to make a four hour epic 
throw everything in the kitchen sink in sort of opportunity had it not been for what had happened and for HBO Max coming mm. along and saying, well, we need something that's going to attract tons of subscribers, give us so much positive press that it's unimaginable. I mean, the, the movie's done so much good work for for the streaming service, it's, it's crazy. Um, and I think it's going to help for years to come. So... Yeah, um, the fact that he's, he's gotten this chance is, I think, just lucky that, uh, you know, it was fate. Uh, things came together at the right time. And hopefully it's enough to push them now to make the sequels as well, because I'm, I'm quite, yeah. So now I'm part of the whole hashtag restore the Snyderverse uh, <laughs> thing going on as well. So, yeah, I'm quite amped, yeah. My perspective of this, this whole thing is you can have two individuals with the same set of skills. But it the two the skills doesn't always differentiate between the right person and the right oh, project. Yeah. Snyder was mm. the right person for that project. Yeah. Whedon was not. He has the same set of skills, but not the right personality. They speak two different languages. Yes, they do. You also get the factor of um, the studio mandates, where they were insisting that the film, the the twenty seventeen version. Uh, basically don't doesn't go like any more than like a few minutes over two hours yeah that's ridiculous when you think about yeah i mean any any sort of restriction like that for me in general the concept of restricting art like that is is a bit ridiculous but i think when you consider the fact that they wanted to put a, a time restriction on a film like that where all these characters for the first time are actually coming together and you have to give the 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 due time mm. to each character, but not only that, you're also introducing new characters in mm. the form of Flash and, and uh, Cyborg. And to do all of that in just two hours, it's kind it's of impossible. ridiculous. Yeah, look, I mean, uh, that, that, that's what I'm glad that, you know, don't follow the, the Marvel model. They've got it down. They've got the recipe down. It's something that Zack Snyder's even admitted to. You, you can't copy them. They're, you're challenging a titan in, in the industry, and that's their, that's their recipe, and they got it and they nailed it, and that's their thing. Now, don't copy it. Why copy it? Do something new. Not only that, but the the different tone yeah, of yeah, yeah. the DC films that Zack Snyder introduced already is the the, the thing that gives the DC mm. films their distinct flavor, and they don't mm. feel like Marvel films. And that's why I get so frustrated when people complain and say, "Oh, they're too mm. they're too dark, they're too mm. like gloomy, whatever the case is." But like, if you want light and fun films, then Marvel's there for you. Go and check that out. Yeah. But this is what DC's got to offer for now. Like, this is what his idea and vision is. Yeah. Look, Snyder put it in the perfect way for me in that same statement where he was saying that Marvel has their Marvel and Disney have their recipe down to a T. And why you, you'd be stupid to to challenge them in it is that he also said that, and which 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 nails you know hits the nail on the head for me, which is probably why I've always liked DC more just personally than Marvel comics, movies, everything is that DC, and this is, this is what Zach said, is that they've got mythology. They've got this huge, these, these, these gods, you know, the characters are these like, yeah, backstory, backstory. they're like these archetypes. Uh, you can look at Superman as Zeus, Wonder Woman as Athena, Batman as Hades, Aquaman, Pilot, Flash, yes, exactly. They've got, that, that, yeah, they've got this there. huge mythology. So, and I think that's why I've personally latched on it because I've always been fascinated by Greek, Egyptian, Norse mythology. 
Um, and that's probably why I've latched onto it. And what I love about those movies is the scale is just crazy. And it, and it's like these, these stories you've been told as a child from the, from the Greek myths and all that. And it just, it just fits in there for me. And that's me. Yeah. As a child who grew up in the 90s, I used to wake up on Saturday to watch the Batman animated series mm. on TV. Yeah. And that's what I long for. That's where my heart yeah. lives. So for Snyder to hit some of those moments, some of those mm. frames, some of those colors, it feels like home. You know, it feels like Saturday morning. It feels like yeah. Frosties or whatever, you know. So that's what I look yeah. for. That's what I mm. hope for, that darker tone. Yeah. Uh, a man fighting his demons, yeah. but you're right. Um, the the parallels between Greek mythology and comics mm. has been around since the beginning of mm. everything, really. Okay, then just to sort of, I want to bring this to an end because I think we're waffling on now. But like, even with like Nick and I, Nick <laughs> and I were we're chatting today, and mm. I mean, like him as a casual fan, I've said to him, you know, he's he's going into these movies and he's getting confused by some of the things because, like, I mean, uh, Daryl you and I, and, and then when I watched with uh, Monde, Nick and Sarah, I mean, Sarah and Nick got a bit lost in some of the things. And I can understand that, that because there's a lot of backstory that Zack Snyder doesn't spend time on because he's made movies for existing fans of the, the comics. So there's things that I, I'll know about mm. boom tubes and mother boxes and stuff and, and the links between them and dark side. And, and then I can understand that like Nick and Sarah might be just like super confused about what's going on and um and and that's that's one of the problems i have with have with these movies is for a casual fan it's not the most accessible but i mean i i, I said i sent nick a, a bit of a catalog today that him and i need to work through of a essential viewing in the dc animated universe and i think i've freaked him out a little bit because there's like <laughs> 30 movies there that that's i want to go and they, as a bridging course they are fantastic. Yeah. They really are very well made. The characters are well written, very well voiced mm. um, by you know your top stars. So yeah, I would really suggest them. Robin versus uh, Batman versus Robin, one of my fa- personal favorites, and Assault on Arkham are you know, absolute highlights. I'm very keen. I'm keen to to dive into those and and see the the backstory that I have been missing. But I think. That's kind of the cool thing because our discussion now is going to yeah. come from these different perspectives. So like mine will be mm-hmm. much more from the casual yeah. fan side of things. And then you guys obviously have a little bit more of all the backstory and yeah. uh, all that side of thing. But I think when it comes down to the actual Snyder Cut, what are your guys' first impressions? Or if you had to just summarize the experience of this four-hour epic in in a phrase, what, what would it be? Okay, Daryl, go for it. Much better. <laughs> Much better. Much more better. That's it. That's it. Mu- not now, just much better. You know? Awesome. Like when you add extra sugar to yeah. your coffee because it's a bit better. <laughs> bit better. Sorry. It's just like an improvement. Um, I The aspect ratio I found a bit strange. Um, we'll talk about but that. But I did enjoy it. I think Zach's only... Yeah, we'll get there. And I know you guys want to discuss aspect ratio. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. But uh, on a whole, much better. I enjoyed here Zach Sider's framings, you know, the slow motion shots that come in, raindrops and such, more suits the visual style of DC. You know, they like to start out with their framing and then go into the character. I enjoyed his close-ups a lot more. And I just thought it was a much better 
version of something I mm. love because I didn't enjoy the Whedon one. It felt rushed and sort of like a, a music video. So yes, much better. Uh, could have been better than I even thought. Absolutely. But, you know, considering the situation and what's uh, Mr. Schneider, man who points with two fingers, <laughs> had to deal with. Um, yeah, well done. And especially after dealing with such tragedies yeah. using a child. Um, yeah. Good dude deserves a big applause just for that. No, I loved it. I thought it was uh, it's everything I wanted and more. It was completely, it's a whole different film to the 2007. It doesn't even compare. There's, it's completely, completely different. And overall, I lo- look, I mean, I've got my little nitpicks here and there, um, but for this to have even been made and made in the way it is, and yeah, and and for it, to, and I, actually, I've got no problem with the, the length. Like, the more of it, the better for me, because he could have made this uh, 15 hours and had the other two Justice Leagues included in it, and I would have sat down all day and watched the whole thing. But I. I really, really, really loved it. Yeah, I'm so glad this day has come for me as a DC and Snyder fan overall. Yeah, no, I'm really glad. Yeah, and you, Nick, what is yours? Yeah, I think we're on the same page there. I think it's vastly superior in basically in basically every way. Um, I don't think it's a perfect movie because yeah, almost no film is. And I don't know if that if you guys want to do that. We're all on the same page. We love it, and it's and it's a far better film. Should we get our gripes and little nitpicks out of the way first before we dive into the the stuff we love and and discussing the actual changes in more detail? Cohen, tell me about the aspect okay. pressure. <laughs> I'll get to that later because uh, it's, it's in my <laughs> for me it's in the positives of the film. So if, for you guys, if you found it weird, it's probably in your negatives. But from yeah, it's in the positives for me. I like, and I'll explain why then. Yeah. I actually yeah. agree with you. I'll explain okay. why. Well. <laughs> All right, cool. So we're going into the negatives. Let's get it out of the way. We don't want to dwell on the bad. So I don't want to say, I don't want to say much bad about it, considering everything that's gone on with the film. And I want to put down the director that poured his life into it. So, um, I guess my my one of my nitpicks is, um. A couple of scenes that I just don't understand. I don't know why they're in there. And I, well, maybe they're just in there because Snyder, like as I said, throwing everything in the kitchen sink into this. He didn't know. He doesn't know if he's going to get to make another film in this franchise. So just put everything, any thought that crossed his mind, he threw it in. And it's the when when Batman tries to recruit uh, Aquaman, and when Aquaman leaves, the women start singing, and we sit there listening to to it for an extended period of time. And I, I, I don't know why. I, I, uh, that's a bit of a time waste for me. I don't know how you guys felt about that scene. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you brought that scene up because that is my one main note. Yeah, <laughs> I say okay. I particularly dislike the singing town folk scene because for me, <laughs> the like that's in the first half an hour. Like yeah. it's in the first half an hour of the runtime, mm. I think. But in in that first half an hour, there's already quite a bit of slow mo um, sequences and and stuff like that, mm. and I feel like you're already starting to feel your way through this four hour film. And for me, this extended awkward sort of scene of these town folk like lustfully singing after Aquaman <laughs> felt yeah. seriously odd. And I was kind of like, what the hell is happening now? Who's this? Why? Why? Why is this yeah. relevant? Exactly. I agree. That that scene for me was 
very not necessary and <laughs> it just felt so strange i don't know if they were trying to convey that they worship him but why only the woman are they just jumping on his johnson are they do they want his babies <laughs> Does, is he is he the one keeping the village going with new children i don't know what's going on you know <laughs> it's weird it almost felt it felt a little bit like cult-like which, yeah. is, which yeah, i didn't yeah, yeah. Yeah. vibe with yeah. it was that was odd what's that norwegian horror movie called Midsummer, Midsummer. Yes, I got a very Midsummer vibe <laughs> yeah. going on there. It was. Did anybody else go? Hang on. Batman hang jumps on. off a cliff and cracks his head open. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of there, Batman! Yeah. Leave Batman go. Before he starts seeing people in the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> you see Florence Pugh come out in the side, and we're like, "Oh no, it's, it's going, going down." down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I think on on that side of things, because that has to do with the 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 singing people of the town mm. i would say that another another point from my side would be that some of the i found some of the soundtrack a little bit um distracting at yeah. times um particularly a lot of the sequences where they they had the almost very 300-esque singing with the the very like operatic oh, yeah, woman yeah. singing um and a lot of like reverb and that you know like that singing style for me it, it's like a bit of a hit and miss thing because it like yeah it adds to the epic feel yeah of of the scenes but it also feels like a little bit overly serious and a little bit like too self-serious mm. sometimes and it and it to me a couple of the uses of it actually pushed it in the opposite direction where it, i felt a little bit like cringy about it as opposed to feeling like it added to the epicness or to the weight of the mm -hmm. scene on on that sort of topic about the music like i, I mean i, I I've, I've I've dubbed it the 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 flash crash scene, which I love the scene, but I don't know if I agree with the song that went with it. It was just a bit, uh, yeah. It was that that I can't remember the name of the track now, but it was a that it was a female vocalist, and it was this like sad minor keys love song sort of thing, and I just don't know if it gelled with it. I know he it was sort of a love at first sight with him and. Iris West, the girl, uh, Kirsty Clemens, who plays Iris West, who has the car accident. Oh, that's it. Yeah. But I, so I don't know if I agree with that sort of the, the track they used there. And another one was uh, when Aquaman saves the fisherman and he heads out that way, drops him down, leaves the bar. Yeah. Um, Bob Dylan, or is it Bob Yeah, Dylan? I don't know. It just, it just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Sorry, Daryl, you hit it. I think, I think it's a. Uh... Uh, I think that's a Watchmen leftover, a Watchmen thing, because he obviously directed Watchmen, and if you've seen that, he likes to put in his sort of rock music uh, to to sort of make it more centralized and sort of familiar. So I think that's what he attempted to do. Whether it worked, uh, I'm not sure. What's, a, what's one of your major dislikes, Daryl? Uh not too much. I didn't like, I think, the extended scenes at the end of a film are also always unnecessary. Yeah. You could have put the Joker in as a, hell, a dream sequence, mm. Mm. Uh, something like that. So I didn't enjoy that. Um, some of the things I didn't understand, like this, why does Diana uh, Wonder Woman <laughs> call Superman... Cal L, but no one else does. <laughs> why is that assumed? Why do we? Why even bother with that? You know, 
just called yeah so that I didn't like um yeah on the whole a lot better hmm that's about it uh it was a bit long I'll admit would have liked the punchy three hours instead of four <laughs> hours it did break my attention but yeah on the whole I found a lot better I did see more in it than through the Joss Whedon thing I enjoyed that he introduced more colors to represent um different characters okay, yeah so when Superman was mentioned, all of a sudden you started to see red. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman is often colored in your matte colors of mm-hmm. black, mm-hmm. you know, like cartoons. Yeah. Still. So I enjoyed that. Um, I don't know if we needed to see that damn shot of Wonder Woman cleaning the statue of David. I, it's not David, obviously. <laughs> again and again. Why start with that? You know, we didn't need yeah. that. Um, yeah, but on the whole... Better. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I did. I think my biggest, my absolute biggest dislike in this film is, is the Atlanteans. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't like how, okay, one thing is their speech. I don't like that they click and trill and, and whine and moan like whales and fish. Uh, I much, <laughs> I much prefer James Wan, James Wan's take on it in the Aquaman movie where they can just talk underwater. It's got a bit of a thing, yeah. but I mean, it's people that have, you know, uh, I, I I don't know where, I mean, like, how do you make an Aquaman movie after this film, you know, with people going in the, in the movie, you know, without you know, every 10 seconds, I'd have to make a air bubble or, or head to the beach, you know, Yeah. that really, that really, I, I didn't get it. I don't understand why he went that route. And, um, and also just, I, I wish they looked a little bit more dignified, distinguished. Fishy. They're a little bit messy and grotty and slimy like fish. I don't know. It was, uh, like in James Wan's, you know, uh, movie, they're technologically advanced and it, it's probably a little too over the top of a fun Aquaman, like a, like a, uh, yeah. it was like a blade run, underwater blade runner cranked up to, Six thousand percent with uh, uh, instead of being a neo noir, it's just like I don't know, fish disco. But yeah, yeah it's that sort of feel I get. Um, yeah, um, and then I think um, what I also didn't like is because uh, is just because I empathized like everybody else. Like I, I, there's a bit of the confusion about how Darkseid lost Earth, like he forgot where it is. And I'm still trying to 100% figure it out. Earth? Damn it, I had Earth. <laughs> yeah, where, where was that one planet out of 20,000 million that fought back that I just somehow managed to forget about? Look, there's a, there's a whole thing that we can get into about it, but like it's a really long discussion. The one planet who handed me uh, my only <laughs> defeat, and I forgot where yeah. it is. <laughs> But like a, a ruthless, fire-breathing <laughs> maniac forgot about his one defeat. Yeah. Yes, that's so I'm. I'm hoping. I think that's my other. Yeah, I think. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Nick. I hope. I hope that uh, uh, Snyder is going to like chat about this so that it because it, it's not 100 percent clear in the movie about how he lost Earth. I know he's from a different dimension. There are hundreds of millions of Earths in the multiverse, and he. But uh, surely a, a civilization that advanced knows. Shit, we had we've got the coordinates of, of this universe. We went there at that time, and that's when I had an axe put into my neck. We'll go there in another ten thousand years and try to take it again, you know, sort of thing. Sorry, carry on, Nick. Yeah, I was saying from my side as the 
again, as the the more casual viewer, mm. I think that's one of the things that I I don't I, I wouldn't really give it a pass in that sense because there might be some complicated description and explanation based on the comic books and and the, all this extended law but for for the general person they're not going to understand why that is the case yeah. at all and in the same breath i would say an, another gripe of mine which is also not a major thing but i didn't really like any of the um martian manhunter scenes um they felt super super out of left field for me yeah. um like when when the reveal happens where where he's actually Martha speaking to to Lois Lane in that scene, I felt like it kind of undercut the emotion mm, of that scene. Mm. And as a yeah, as the casual viewer who doesn't really know much about the character, I was kind of like, "What in the hell is happening?" <laughs> and yeah. his scene at the end of the film also kind of felt particularly sort tacked of tacked on. on. Yeah. Yes, exactly, because I felt like yeah, we don't know anything about this character, and he also felt very disjointed to me from how. Because he's he's it's the same character who's in Man of Steel, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So to me, that felt like very disparate in the sense that it didn't feel like the same character at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't feel like there was any any sort of lead up or build up to that. There was no hints or breadcrumb trail placed in in Man of Steel to sort of lead you in that direction. Yeah, it needed a bit more context. I agree with you there, but um, I'm also like uh, like okay, look the the one at the end with Bruce Wayne. It is a nice little lake house that was supposed to be, uh, I think it was two green lanterns, which, you know, we would have had context from, from the history lesson. It was supposed to be two green lanterns that came to see um, Bruce Wayne, whether it was Hal Jordan and Kilowog or whoever, uh, or John Stewart or whatever. Um, we don't, yeah, we don't know because the studio pushed back and said, no, you can't have the green lanterns. We're no. pushing our own because they, they, I think they're developing a Green Lantern TV series, so they want to, they want to introduce the the Green Lantern core to to the fans. So Martian Manta, I think, was a little bit tacked on, but at the same time, yeah, they, they, yeah, they needed to be a bit more context. But from a from a from a DC fan point of view, it was nice to see him because he's a he's a founding member of the league, so it was cool to see him actually. I mean, and and we never had a live action version of him. So and he's an awesome character. So it'd be nice to see more of John Johns in the rest of the films if we get an opportunity. Hopefully, positives, gentlemen. There have to be some. Come on. There's a uh, there's a boatload of positives. Yeah, that's the thing. There's Come tons. On. Tell me. Before we close up on the negative side of things, yeah. this, this isn't a particular negative, but I would say that one thing that I would have liked a little bit more context or, or description on mm -hmm. would be the reason for for the black suit for Superman. Like why he chose that or, or what it fan means. Service. It's fan service, but uh, we will touch on that on the bridging course. <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay, basically the back of the... Okay. In, in the comics, when a Batman... A Batman. Uh, Superman dies and the, he he's buried in this in the suit but he's um or put away in the suit the black suit is actually a regenerative suit in the in the comics that sort of keeps him going sort of keeps him alive until he was ready to to come back so that's just a very very basic that's a very loose thing but it was fan service yeah it was basically fan service yeah i mean it's it looks it looks badass i dig it a lot but i just think from from casual boy angle again i would have liked a little bit more yeah. detail as to what it meant yeah 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 and i think yeah last point from my side would be the soundtrack uh so 
I think there's certain elements from because obviously the first Justice League, the 2017 version is is a inferior film in, in basically every way. Mm. But um, I did like some of the Danny Elfman soundtrack mm. from that film, which I did miss a little bit in certain scenes. I mean, it's not a like a huge factor or deal breaker or anything, but I did uh, enjoy a little bit of that score as well. So um, yeah, it's not mm. a little bit sad that it's not there in some scenes, but otherwise, yeah. Yeah, yeah. New stuff works pretty well. <laughs> Cool. All right. Let's let's get on to the positives. <laughs> Daryl, do you want to start us off on the positives? Because I've let the love start flowing. I've basically my positives have been broken down from character to character, and then a couple of scenes. But yeah, so it could take me a while. <laughs> I think it's best to, to sum it up as best okay. you can. Um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the tone, the more sort of realistic emotional tone of the film you know shit happens stuff doesn't go well you know you repeat your mistakes i preferred that uh, i enjoyed snyder's close-ups and things like that and enjoyed the artful sort of cinematography points mm-hmm. uh, i felt the characters were more um well drawn well sort of developed rounded yeah. i enjoyed I, I enjoyed the light-hearted batman mm. actually i thought that was more, you know, mm. Ben Affleck's strong suit being, oh, yeah, it's fine. Faith, Alfred, we can do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I enjoyed that aspect. Um, yeah. Most of it was really good. Mm. Luckily, I knew it was happening in. I do understand Nick's sort of disconnect and the sort of previous assumption of knowledge, which yeah, was yeah. sort of unfair. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did enjoy you know the aspect yeah. ratio. Just to get okay, it. we'll do it. I enjoyed it because, like I said, <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get into it. Because, like I said, I grew up on the CRT television. <laughs> uh, that's how I used to watch my cartoons, and they were that aspect ratio. They used to have those cut-up mm. sides, so I thought that was more comic book influenced. Um, I did enjoy some of the music that sort of you know grounded it in the real mm. world. But not all of it, and uh, yeah, on the whole, good. Just my question was, why does Aquaman, who cares so much about the ocean, keep on fucking littering, but with his uh, liquor? <laughs> 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 it's glass. It's not plastic. <laughs> sea turtles are not going to eat it. <laughs> no, such a rebel. Yeah, yeah. So that's my major <laughs> gripe. Actually, is why is. The king of Atlantis, so uh, scornful of the ocean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Nick, is there anything you want to touch on? Because I think I might take a while, but then you guys can hit up anyway on any topics that I, I, I get onto. You're gonna take the you're gonna take the lion's share of this part, oh, but I think okay. uh, I feel like I've taken the lion's share of this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so tired of your voice. Yes, <laughs> this grating. Narcissistic, creating voice. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah. So l- let me let me start off. So okay, I would say that um, okay. First thing that I'll bring up, which is a quick chat, a quick point, uh, just basically an aside. But hell yes to no random Russian family. That's a very big positive with with their bloody uh, bug spray. What the. But yes, 
Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad that that is not part of this movie, and also that the entire final, um, basically whole third act of the film isn't drenched in this like weird red light, mm. like in the in the yes. 2017 version. I'm so glad that that's not a thing anymore. Um, uh, Schneider changed the red tint to a more blue tint. You'll see it throughout the film, especially yeah. in the Aquaman mm. scenes. Yeah. It's so much. It's so much cleaner, and and I mean, I mean, obviously. You, another point would be just the whole, the CGI as a whole, which is so much sharper and more focused. Because before, yeah, the the twenty seventeen film really felt a, a lot of it actually just felt blurry, mm. like especially Steppenwolf. Mm. Um, yeah, the the CGI just wasn't that great at all. Um, but for me, I would say that my if I had to rank the positives and the the improvements, for me the the my favorite change is how much better the characters of particularly um flash and aquaman are mm. because if you look at those two um flash was purely just 95 percent comic relief in in the previous justice league mm. and aquaman was the shallow one-dimensional bro dude who doesn't have you know anything You're else to say aquaman, <laughs> yeah basically that's all he does yeah my man yes Wonder Woman's so hot. Uh. <laughs> the, the whole, <laughs> so many things that like, he's just got one-liners, you know, and it's all just about like, I'm such a tough, badass guy. That's, that's his character basically in the other one. But this one, you see all these different sides to him and he, sh and shows that he is empathetic and, you know, he's got layers. He, he's considerate, but he's also thinking about the greatest, the grand scheme and the, and the plans, whatever. And then you get Flash who is still, you could you could say the most comic relief out of all the characters, but it makes sense because that's his personality, and also it's so much more balanced. Like he's not just spouting jokes every two seconds. Now he's actually, you know, there's a lot of scenes of actual depth. Mm. Um, sometimes his retorts are not comical; they're actually just him being present and saying something in the moment that doesn't necessarily just have to be funny, you know. Mm. Um, so for me, those two characters are so much more fleshed out and, and balanced. Um, and especially, I guess, Cyborg would be another one because obviously you get so much more of his backstory. Um, I would say that... Is it anguish and mm -hmm. pain and suffering? Yeah, you get all of that, all of that which gets touched on in so much more detail, but I would say that for me, I still found Cyborg like a little bit one note in a way. I don't know if it's the... I don't know if it's Ray Fisher's performance or just, what, just the character in general, but I did find him a little bit... Um, I don't know, maybe it's just in his reactions and stuff, but I found him like occasionally one note, but mm, mm. for the most part, far, far, far better. Ooh, okay, all right. I'm going to get into it. I'll try, again, I'll try to be as succinct as possible. I'll, I'll do like a deep breath in You've got six, six minutes. minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm to take a deep breath and do it like Ace Ventura. <sighs> all right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay, so I've got a, a lot of positives, and I just wanted to touch on every character because I feel like every character was fleshed out so much better than that other thing. Um, so first of all, Steppenwolf. I mean, geez, compared to the 2017 version, there's no comparison. I mean, that, uh, just his armor alone has character, which. Uh, uh, I love that that whole battle scene on on Themyscira makes so much more sense. It just and it's brutal the way he massacres him. This is a spoiler review, just by the way. Um, 
<laughs> and just he's he's also his his anguish. He just okay it says something for you to feel a bit of empathy for the major villain of the film when he's got those cutesy little those cute little yeah. eyes and he's he's asking Darkseid yeah. and Darkseid he just wants to come home. <laughs> and his nephew won't let him come I'm home. I'm an evil cow. Help me. I want to make you proud. I want to make you proud. It, it says something that a, a film can make you feel like empathy for a for a for a villain that you feel sorry for him, even though he's 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 horrible and he's brutalizing people, killing them left, right, and center. But all he wants is he wants to go home, <laughs> and Darkseid and Darkseid are just complete assholes to him. So yeah, I, it's just I, I just he just fleshed out so much better, and I'm hoping we're gonna see a bit more. Well the second and third movies get made at all if there's any hope of that um a bit more fleshed out of what his betrayal was so that we can see why he was exiled by dark side cyborg uh i really like i really really like cyborg in this um that he got um fleshed out a lot more and he showed him struggling with you know um surviving the accident and the emotional turmoil that comes with that then literally being ripped apart and put back together and um you know he's he's debating if he if he even well it seems like he's debating if he even wants to still be alive if he you know if he wants to carry on with his existence he's not too chuffed about it which i really liked and then actually showed him being a hero as well you know with him helping the excuse me helping the the lady who's down on her luck um financially and helping her out and all that um yeah. i even enjoyed the the little bit of the thing of the you know him visualizing this the the financial markets as this like bear and bull fighting uh, a lot of people have been giving that uh giving that a hard time but i like it like it's just a nice visualization of the the uh, it's not meant to be taken seriously it's, i think it's supposed to make it a bit more accessible than just showing wall street monitors with numbers on them i mean and that he can alter them. I don't. I, I think it was a nice, just a little, silly, but a nice representation of it. Um, Flash, yeah, another big one for me, because uh, yeah, he did nothing but trip over his own feet in the 2017 version, and this time he's yeah. actually doing cool stuff and saving people and not bitching and moaning about his. Uh, brunch and and being scared or actually scared of villains and all that cuck um yeah the, and i mean he's technically the strongest character in the movie as well he saved the entire world at the end of the movie i mean at, uh, that the whole time seeing him turning back time when the mother boxes explode jeez uh, i mean the, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with it in the Flash movie. I hope it's, it's going to pan out awesome. And like I was saying earlier um, about Wonder Woman, that this film fixes Wonder Woman from nineteen eighty from the 1984 movie, um, is that uh, Patty Jenkins and them and I think some of the cast and all that were basically just complaining that people don't understand the character and she doesn't, you know, swing a sword and shield around willy-nilly. And uh, you know she's a she's a nurturing character. She's she's a strong woman, and she you know she has morals and values and ethics. And um and to that I say they don't know the character at all. No. Um, she's five thousand years old. She literally deals with things 
in the old way. She's like a female Spartan. If she doesn't like you, if especially bad people, she's going to lop your head off without a second thought. She's going to kill you. And that's what I like about in this film is that she, she's not scared to be um, brutal in her actions against bad people. Yeah. And we, and then you see that in the bank scene. She massacres those those those, <laughs> those that terrorist group, those cultists. Yeah, it was awesome. And then when it came to talking to the kids and stuff, that's when the, the other side of Wonder Woman comes out, where she's nurturing and she's she's empowering to the people around her, and she cares about them to make sure they're safe. Uh, especially, you know, that girl that asks her, "That can she be like you? No, you can't." But it's a nice thought. No, you can't. <laughs> um, and then on Batman, I also like to say I enjoy the, the the Batman whose sort of faith has been restored and all that. He's not so dark. Well, he's supposed to be dark and brooding, but he's not the, this like serial killer. Now he's he's seen the light again, and he's, he's he's trying to come back, and he's got faith again. In, in the world and in people and, and in, and the team he's built up. And yeah, it's good to see that side of Batman. You know, he's supposed to have that bit of an asshole, you know, but he needs to butt heads with Wonder Woman and, and the blue, blue and red Boy Scout. He needs that side of him. That's going to question everything, but it's nice to see him like, okay, cool. This is working out. It does, yes. Um, yeah. And then just overall, just that, that, that the fact is that you're seeing them saving people all the time. That was a bitch. Uh, a, a big bitch and a complaint from the last movies that you don't see them saving enough people, which I also disagree with. Um, but you see it a lot more in this film. Um, it's a little, and then again, the, the comedy. It's, it's, this film is surprisingly lighthearted compared to like BBS, which was quite a somber. Which I I like. I like a like a morbid somber movie. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, so the things like the the final battle and the the Gotham Harbor battle were awesome because especially the Gotham Harbor, they're not like in Joss Whedon's cut. They stand around talking while people are getting killed, and the Flash is yeah. oh, oh, you know, I push people, I don't, I don't attack them, I push them, and I run, I run away, and people are getting killed in the next room while they while Batman has to convince this kid to say them ways. In this one, there's no question. He runs in. He 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 helps people out. He takes out a couple of um uh parademons and and it's out of there yeah uh yeah and then also the big thing in this movie is that the league just doesn't make stupid decisions or 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 mess ups like the mother box dropping into the parking lot in this when superman is revived and then steppenwolf literally yeah he just he boom tubes in he's like oh there you go nice now there's a whole thing where you know, Silas Stone, right? You know, mine, mine now. <laughs> Silas Stone has a, has a head on his shoulders, and he try and he tries to make a plan with it, while the league makes their way there. You know, it's it's stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And then yeah, Desaad. I really like Desaad. The the basically like um, Dark Side's new right hand man. Uh, yeah, I, I really digged him. And, Dark Side's Metatron. Yeah. <laughs> And then Darkseid, I I like him. I like him that he's just he, he was sort of like that Thanos figure. He's just sitting in the background, and yeah, hopefully we're gonna see him wreak all kinds of havoc in future movies. Who knows? Yeah, so that's my positives. I try to be as quick and succinct as possible. <laughs> no, thank you very much. That was good, man. 
I'm trying to have a look. Do you have any others uh, that you want to point out, Daryl? No, I think he nailed on both of it. Uh, so, yeah, I know I asked <laughs> you guys uh, to sort of have a listen to me, to the sort of mood and the soundtrack, but I think mm. you guys have explained it. Kerwin mm. has done the same with the visuals. So I have two other sort of hopeful topics I would like to talk about or mm -hmm. ask you questions about. What DC character film should they make next? What DC One character? that you like specifically, personally, which one do you guys want next? Like to add to this universe? Not to add to this universe, a standalone. Oh, like what a standalone. DC character would be a fantastic standalone oh. film. Jeez, yeah. that's... Um, there's so many. Um, oh, my word. Um Look, I mean, they're making a black. One. They're making a Black Adam movie, so that that's one of them because I'd love to see him face up with Shazam. Um, jeez. Uh, um, for me, there's only one. Who's that? Lobo. I want a film set in the mid '90s, starring someone as Lobo. Oh, I want all that boring <laughs> nonsense. Because that, you know, he was the main man. Now, I want a Lobo <laughs> film. There was one in the works with yeah. uh, Guy, Guy, not Guy Martin, Guy Richie, Richie? was going to make yeah. a Lobo film, yeah. but he didn't. Oh, so wow. I want Lobo. That's my vote. Okay, you went with a villain. Then I also, I'm also going to go with the villain. And it could, I mean, this could be like Man of Steel 2 if that gets made. I, I would be really amped to see a Brainiac movie. I would Brainiac, love to, that's an interesting yeah. thought. Brainiac is Lots immense. Of I mean, he could be as big as Darkseid once they've run the course with Darkseid. So, I mean, if they no, if they indeed. make like a Man of Steel 2 with, with Brainiac somehow. And then I, I guess they can bring in Kara uh, as well. Kara Zor-El. Zor mm -hmm. Bring in Supergirl and all that, yeah. What, what DC character do you want, Nick? anyone i've got to be honest i don't know if I've, i have an answer to this because i don't know dc very well <laughs> okay make a robin movie well i mean speaking about robin I've, there's been reports that if the sequel to this did happen there was going to be something like a continuation with the the hint of jared leto's joker that we saw and you would have killing seen more him. into the backstory of him killing um robin which i think that that would be quite fascinating to explore and maybe that would have been the the realm where we would actually see what they had in mind for for jared leto's joker because mm -hmm. the suicide squad obviously did it no justice mm. <laughs> um unless the the snyder cut equivalent of um <laughs> suicide squad comes out and then we actually see all of that deleted footage oh the eye cut yeah well uh, in in the bridging course there's joker that kills okay in, it kills Robin, Jason Todd, but in, in the Zack Snyder universe, he killed the first Robin, Dick Grayson. So I don't know if he'll ever come back uh, as, as Red Hood, but he killed Dick Grayson in this universe. But we'll, again, in the bridging course that I will introduce you to, we will you will see um, <laughs> uh, Joker beat Robin to death with a crowbar. A crowbar, <laughs> and then throw him down the left. Uh, my second question is, obviously, you've seen Zack Snyder's latest film. We've enjoyed it. Where should he go next? What film do you think him he should make next? 
I think for me, I would actually like to see him go into the original, like weird territory again, like like um, like uh, sucker punch, or even if he if he goes back into the the zombie genre because his um, Dawn of the Dead film I absolutely love. So I wonder if that was good. something was really something good. in that yeah. universe might might be cool, or something just completely original. Because like Sucker Punch was a, another one of those really strange and, and unexpected films, and I was actually thinking of revisiting it recently because it's been years since I've seen it, and I remember it was very polarizing. And I'd actually like to revisit it and see, but I know that there was tons of cool and very interesting ideas in that. Um, a lot of people are pushing for him actually to make the next Wonder Woman, and I'm actually all for that because of the fuck up that that Patty Jenkins and them did the <laughs> last time. So I'm 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 quite amped for him because he'll he'll bring in a more I think <laughs> he'll make her brutal again. Um, I think because I mean I don't, I don't know if you guys saw the 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 photo that he initially wanted to use in in the Wonder Woman whole thing where she's holding the heads of guys in the Crimean War yeah which which is yeah which is uh, I'm down for that I'm down for it to be darker and more brutal than this bullshit that they put out for for the fans Daryl what do you what do you think you should do next well I am reminded of David Lynch so when David mm-hmm. Lynch finished making I don't know what it was. I think Mulholland Drive or something like that. Something really twisted. He went and made something I really enjoyed called a straight story, which is about a 70, 80 year old man who went to go visit his brother, but he was too old to drive a car. So he drove the entire way on a ride on lawnmower. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, I would like Zack Snyder to say, okay, here we go. You don't get any fancy tools or CGI. You don't get any fancy like grading things. You make it. You use an up. iPhone. You, no, no, no. You can have all the cameras and stuff, but okay. you don't get CGI, none of that. Make a straight yeah. up domestic fictional thriller. You don't get nothing like that. Off you go, just mm. you and your crew. See what he can do then, like because he's known as an action director. He's yeah. raised on an action director style. That's all he knows to do. So I would say test yourself, dude. Grab a, a small crew and a couple of good actors and go make a domestic film in Arkansas or Minnesota. <laughs> Arkansas. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, something I just want to touch on um, is the we did. I wanted to bring something up about the about the aspect ratio of this film. I know I'm jumping back. <laughs> Um, with the IMAX aspect ratio. Okay, cool. But this comes down to like Zack Snyder's um, whole like director, his style of his style of directing, and then and his cinematographers as well. Um, mm-hmm. What I what I really liked about this aspect ratio was if you watch a lot of uh, Zack Snyder's films, he loves how you know, the form of a person and how they move. And I think this aspect ratio really helps, you know, not cut, you know, a, you know, a person off at the knees or, or whatever. You can see the whole form and how they move. And like you said, it's, it's like a comic book panel. You can pull yeah. any scene out of the movie and, and it's dripping with character. 
Yeah. Some might say that he's a director that style over such uh, style of his substance, uh, and I mean that's Did fair. You make a comic book movie. Yes, exactly. So, like, so, if you can pull out a, any shot, and you could you could put in speech bubbles and all of that as a as a comic book frame. I mean, that's what and that's what I liked about all of his movies. Really, is that they're just so beautifully framed and and. Uh, and there's actually so much going on in every scene, but like I, I really do think back to Steppenwolf versing the, the the Amazons and Themyscira in the in the and when uh they pull sort of when he jumps out from the ocean and lands and and he turns around, axes the one uh, that's coming behind him, and just like his form, it looks like it almost looks like somebody playing golf. You can see all the muscles work. You know, and that's what I like about the aspect ratio. You can see everything and take it all in, just drink it all in, and yeah. So I, I'm actually down for this. I'm I, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple more movies in the in this uh, in this aspect ratio, just for shits and giggles, just to see what a what another director would do with with, with the more vertical landscape um, than what more people. Yeah, when it's well thought out. Mm. When it's well framed like that, then I think it's it adds a lot. Like it doesn't need to be subtractive. People yeah. think that it is by default, but yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be. Yeah. So what are we reviewing next, gentlemen? What is our next victim? Uh, enjoyment, indulgence? Well, we have been um, planning a, an inebriated watch through of the <laughs> Cats oh, movie for yes. a while. Oh, that could be fun. That could be yeah, fun. Yeah, so that... That might, <laughs> depending on how long it takes us to recover. <laughs> we want some controlled substances okay. when we watch that, just to make it an experience. Uh, <laughs> I also have another thing on that tip. Uh, we can yeah. have a drinking game of 90s stereotypes in the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Ooh, okay, I'm down. I'm always down. I'm always that could down. be a good one. <laughs> We're also trying to pluck up the balls to, uh, to watch uh, Capone. Uh, with Tom Hardy, starring starring Tom Hardy, which I everything we've heard about it, it is a interesting shitstorm. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was pegged as um, Josh Trank's return to form after the the disaster that Fan Stick was. Yeah, and I don't so think I he did himself any that he he didn't do favors, himself any favors. Uh, yeah, in this film, yeah, in Capone. Yeah, so I'm curious because he's not a I mean, Chronicle is a great film, yeah. and Tom Hardy's a great actor. So I feel like their combination is, if not, like maybe it is as bad as people say, but also maybe it's equally entertaining. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. And we need to watch the what's that one with John Travolta, Nick? That you struck? Is it the Fanatic? The one? Ooh, the Fanatic. Yes. <laughs> John Travolta with a with a bowl cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be that's a whole experience. That's a okay. whole experience. Okay, so so what we're saying is that we need to plan another day to watch uh, bad movies. Like we okay, uh, well, the room is so, so bad. bad it's, movie. Yeah, it's so good. It's it's so bad. It's good, sort of thing. Um, okay, we need but just, we need to get the full crew together and line up some of those. Uh, I mean, the the Chris Stuckman channel has put us onto a lot of these, but I think we we've got a full lineup of them. We've got this. We've got the fanatic. We've got. Um, Samurai Cop. Oh God! Which looks like a hell of a time. Oh yes, <laughs> Samurai Cop. That's pretty bad. Looks uh, like a hell of a time. The backlog of Cynthia Rothrock. Do you know who Cynthia Rothrock was? No, not no. well. 
So basically, in the early eighties, there was you know with Van Damme and such, there was the sort of lead action hero lady, and her name was Cynthia Rothrock. Mm-hmm. Um, her films are also quite cheesy, sort of camembert, rich, <laughs> smoky camembert. Plan Nine from Outer Space is particularly weird. Is that another one? <laughs> you obviously know from outer space. Ed Wood would be watching Ooh. the Orson Welles of bad movies. Ooh, okay. <laughs> that sounds that sounds awesome. So I really like the Johnny Depp Ed Wood movie. So I'm I'm down to see some more of that sort of thing. That's Plan such a great nine. film title. Plan Nine from Outer Space. My vote is for Plan Nine Outer Space. Gonna add that to my watch list. Okay. <laughs> one last one that I think would be cool to touch on would be to do a review of the Empty Man, which is uh, finished that, that last fairly night, new, so. yeah, fairly new horror film, um, which is actually more of a horror drama, if anything. Mm. Um, also, I think that would be quite an interesting one to discuss because that's one of those films that basically was marketed exactly like your run of the mill. Um, you know, paint by numbers horror movie with yeah. jump scare central, but it's it's anything but that. And I think that's okay. that that warrants a bit of a, a deep discussion. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Many options. Many options. So now we come down to the how many Zack out of Snyder's do you guys give Zack Snyder's Justice League? For me, I'm gonna go with a solid Eight Zacks out of ten Snyders. Daryl. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna go three Zacks out of five Snyders. Because a whole seventy percent. Three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah, that's sixty percent. Yes, it could have been better. <laughs> well, you need to shut your whole mouth. <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> uh, I, on the other hand, I think I'll give uh, twelve Zacks out of ten Snyders. Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way in. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm joking. I'm probably also sitting at the about the eight, eight, nine-ish mark for me. I've, I've just just to see this day come is just huge for me. So yeah. You can say, uh, I, yeah, cut, cut the average 70%. Yeah, yeah, call yeah, it that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm done. Yeah. It's, it's a high one for me. I'm, I'm so happy I got to see it. This is a unique opportunity for us to do a retrospective review as well. Uh-huh. We don't often get to do this kind of thing. So, what is your new rating in hindsight of uh-huh. the 2017 Justice League? How many? How many Josses out of 10 Whedons? <laughs> um, sure. At the time when we went to go see it at the, at the, at the screening, when we went to go see it at the premiere, uh, I would have probably been very nice and given it around about a, a seven. I guess, again, I was, give, I was giving it a lot of passes for the mere fact that it just got made. Um, yeah, I would have probably given it a seven. Uh, now it's a solid one and a half for effort. <laughs> blue ribbon. Here's the blue ribbon. It's, quite old, right? <laughs> it's the white belt in karate. 
consolation prize. Yeah. Uh, it was a, yeah, it's a participation prize for Joss Whedon. He he got there. They <laughs> said, try to do your thing, and he, he did the opposite of making a good movie. And yeah. <laughs> and you guys, what do you guys? It, it, it's sort of retrospect in hindsight. Hindsight, I'm going to give it because it's not a train wreck of a film, but it's just nowhere near as good as this one. I would say like a a six. Six. You're very nice. Just because it's not the worst, it's it's uh, retrospectively not the worst <laughs> thing. You know, it could be, yeah. it could have been far worse. But okay. obviously, it's nowhere near as good as as like this Angley's rendition Hulk. of it. <laughs> hey, I still dig that, eh? I think that holds up better. To be honest with you, I think that holds you think up so? better. I'd like to watch it because I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it back in the day. But I don't know because I really love the Incredible Hulk. People hate on that movie, the Edward Norton one, and I there's a, I've got a soft spot for that movie, like you can't believe. That's actually interesting because I would I would actually take Ang Lee's one over that one just because of how ambitious it is. Even if you look back now, this is taking shit out of you. <laughs> Pick your picks and go. No, but if you look back at the Ang Lee Hulk film now, yeah, you actually see how how ambitious it was, even yeah. even now. Yeah. because they really went out they really went for it like it's, it's such a an unashamedly flipping bizarre film like from the editing <laughs> it's got all those like comic book frames editing and and Use scene transitions oh. but also like completely crazy ending with the, the the third act battle like it's so abstract and weird i don't know i got i've got respect for it how how weird it decided to go oh, okay yeah. i'm gonna i'm gonna try to find it as far as the Joss Whedon thing goes, I remember watching it. I, I don't think I watched it in cinema, or maybe I did. But I remember being, like, distracted. It didn't hold my attention. So it, Yeah, it was quite boring. Uh, a middling two and a half out of five, maybe 45%. 45. You okay. pass, but you don't get a good mark. <laughs> you can't get so into varsity. You you don't go to varsity, no. <laughs> no. Joss Whedon, uh, awesome. you don't go to varsity, uh, high school, preschools, anywhere near children. <laughs> all women, <laughs> all black people all apparently women. too. <laughs> or or, or curved vases, or delicate flowers, or anything. Remote. All the color pink. Um, you're not allowed. Anything you know, natural. I can't believe brings joy to people. I- I can't believe that we forgot to point out the how good it is that this uh, new Justice League doesn't have any of that bullshit with the flowers sprouting at the end. Oh, uh, the nice end scene, cartoon. yeah. I don't know why yes. they even did that. I don't, uh, yes. Yeah, this alien malicious growth is just going to spout little daisies. That's you, very yeah. feasible. Because you killed the bad guy. It's going to completely change. Yeah, anyway. Yes. It's like a flipping fairy tale ending, and I, yeah, I'm over it. <laughs> some old bullshit man alright well I think that basically wraps up our discussion um, around the Snyder Cut um, thank you gentlemen thank you guys that was fantastic thanks for joining us Goz fantastic gents I hope to catch you soon please let me know if you need any further help assistance annoyance oh, no of course bother. this was fun <laughs> much appreciated man Arrivederci. Signing out. Cheers, man.